Mr. Demandes, 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 Mr. Demandes.
Some Peruvian altitudes. Spittle in my flute, then. Oh, oh, so you just hate it when you get oh. spittle in your flute. The only thing is, when it gets a bit, when it gets a bit of spittle in it, then it stops oh. playing properly. So that yeah. was why it was getting all those. Yeah, it's like sort of yeah. annoying, and then you have to blow it like out. Bum notes, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And you have to blow it out to like to make sure. It, no um, one likes a bum note. Mm, I mean, yeah. it, although actually saying that, I think every now and again a little authentic bum note yeah. can actually add some character. Yeah, mm. as long as it's not excessive bumming. No excessive <laughs> bumming around here, please. No, I mean there's a time and a place for bumming, and even when you're doing it, not excessively. Right? <laughs> but yeah, welcome everyone to Mystery Mondays. Woo! It's nine p.m. It's a Monday. It's we another are here. mystery. We hope that you liked our improv mm. intro of the week, um, inspired, obviously, yeah, by Peru mm. and everything that Peru has to offer. So I had this image of Drew riding on like a massive eagle um, with his little thing with his uh, condor, yeah, a condor, all right, yeah, condor, um, <laughs> with his eyes shut, playing his little thing like through like misty mountains, yeah, man, through um, the Colca Canyon, yeah, probably on ayahuasca. Mm. But yeah, well, um, Halloween is approaching. We're not quite there yet, but we're, we're the build-up. We are mm. your slow build-up to Halloween. Um, I said we're going to be bringing you some pretty gruesome and mysterious mm. and ominous mysteries until the first, you know, until November, really. And we're going to do a quick changeover in the studio right now. <gasps> me and Nathaniel are going to swap places because it is his turn. Yeah, it's his turn for the mystery this week. So uh, I'm going to get up some ambiance, and then it's over to over to the. Now I am here. Hello. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, straight in with it. Very scary. violated by the ambiance. Mm. Oh my! Welcome everyone to Mystery Mondays. This week, of course, we are following in a bit more of a ominous, scary, ominous, dark, dark. Foreboding. Foreboding. The children of Sodom. Mm, haunting. Theme with our mystery. Uh, and the one which I've picked today, the mystery, you might have heard of it. It is the mystery of Lake Bodum. Um, it's, it's a mystery set in Finland, where in the summer... Ooh, Finland? Mm, in the summer of 1960, four teenagers set out for a sweetheart's retreat on the shore of Finland's Lake Bodum. Only one would return, and 40 years later, become a suspect in the murder of his three friends. Mm. Naughty. It, when, I, when I was like reading about this one, it instantly like, brought me back to that sort of uh, classic horror movie trope of almost like being out by a lake, and then mm. a bunch of like teenagers just... Friday the 13th. Dying. Yeah, exactly. There's several others, aren't there? They've mm. actually made a horror movie based on this like event Have as they? well. I think it's just called like Lake Bodum or something like that. Bodum. So. There's, a, there's a band called The Children of Bodum. Mm. Yeah, I think that actually might oh, yeah, be, I reckon might it probably be after is. it as well. It's quite a, it's so, it's a sort kiddies. of thing a metal band we call mm. it. Name something after, isn't mm. it? So should we get straight into it? Yeah, straight man. into it, man. Right, I do apologise for any... Uh, mispronunciations in the following names or anything Sorry like that. Sorry to any Finns out there. Yeah, yeah. We love the Finns. Uh, Shout out Amanda. Shout out Amanda and any other Amanda Finns. Amanda the Finn. Big fan of Koplakani. Mm. Um, and any other Finns out there. Big mm. respect. So, on June 4th, 1960, 15-year-olds Myla Imerli 
Bjorkland and Anya Taluki Maki of Espoo, Finland, set out for a camping trip. Camping trip. Accompanying the two young women were their 18-year-old boyfriends, Seppo Antero Boisman and Niels Wilhelm Gustafsson. Uh, they had chosen a well-known campsite on the shores of Bodominjavi, known in English as Lake Bodum. The arrival at the campsite and subsequent afternoon went smoothly as the teenagers enjoyed their time in nature. It wasn't until the early hours of the next morning that disaster struck. Niels Gustafsson, the sole survivor of the incident, would tell the tale hundreds of times over the next years, his story getting spun wildly out of control several times over, but the facts remain the same. He could not remember a lot of the details either due to the injuries which he sustained. However, I did read this one detail of uh, him describing the man of having red eyes, which I thought was quite haunting. Uh, sometime between 4am and 6am on the morning of June 5th, Bjorkland, Mackey and Boisman were stabbed and bludgeoned to death through their tent after the tent wires had been cut and the tent collapsed in on them. That's like such a horrifying image in itself, isn't it? Like the tent wires just got cut, so the tent they were in, all staying in one tent together, uh, just got cut and it just like collapsed in on them and someone was just stabbing through the tent. Mm. So Nasty. Mm. Uh, an attempt Satanic. attack. Mm. Yeah, Satanic definitely. rituals in the night. Definitely. Uh, an attempt attack on Gustafsson left him with a concussion, a fractured jaw, several broken facial bones, and even brain liquid or oh. brain fluid leaking from his nose. Oh. Uh, he Man, that's not a good found, day in the office, is it? Yeah, not at all. Brain at all. fluid leaking from your snot. It must take a good couple of years to fully recover from that, mm. if mm. ever. Do you know what I mean? In terms of, you know. Yeah, well, like I was saying, like he, they, they tried to get him to like remember and recall like who did it and stuff and mm. like what it was like. He just like couldn't like just had a completely foggy memory. That's a little bit it. about you know when last week some of the people that were yeah. attacked by the Axe Man of New Orleans. So do you know I mean it's like if you are that badly concussed during an incident. Mm. It almost like your brain's like the file is just corrupted mm. it? and it's just deleted. Mm. It's like you can't access the memory file. Mm. So it's, uh, I mean, yeah. So, which is annoying in a way because yeah. obviously that's one thing you really want to remember is like who attacked you and mm. why. Locked into the vaults of trauma. Mm. Locked into the void of the darkness. Void. <laughs> <laughs> the vaults of trauma and the void of darkness. <laughs> So he that's was like a two-part album that's coming out next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> part one, the vaults of trauma. <laughs> part two, the voids of darkness. <laughs> Gotta be done. Yeah. Mm. So he was later found unconscious when the police arrived, lying like there with his friends unconscious. Uh, the hor horrific scene was first stumbled upon by a group of bird-watching boys around 6 a.m. who noticed the slain teenager's collapsed tent on the lakeshore. The infamous Finnish bird-watcher mm. boys. Mm. They also <laughs> reported seeing a blonde man walking away from the scene. Mm. This wasn't reported at the time, of course, as well. They just sort of saw it. They saw like a tent and were like, it's a bit weird, and then just kind of moved on. So there was a blonde man walking away from... So like, did it seem like mm. he had seen the, the bludgeoned... Yeah, I think he was like literally just walking like directly from the scene sort of away. I don't know what, what what you mean when you say it wasn't reported at the time. So they didn't like go straight to the police. Oh. Right, right. But right. they like later on when it was like 
when when it came out what had happened, they were like, oh yeah, we saw this. We we saw like this tent and the guy walking away from it. And we oh, thought okay, it was, like, so they dodgy. didn't go over to the tent. No, I don't think so. So I they didn't they just, see like, the bodies. No, I don't think so. Right, I don't think but so. they, they were like, just like bird watching. Their parents the probably were like, weren't you guys there? Yeah, when yeah. And they were like, oh yeah, we did see a blonde man walking away, mom, from this tent. I don't know why. I don't know why the finish now from California. Right, so yes, mother, we saw them walking away from the tent. So, <laughs> uh, Mackie and Boisman's bodies were found inside the tent, but Bjorkland, who is Gustafsson's girlfriend, f- was found on top of the tent, naked from the waist down, and lying next to Gustafsson. Oh, well, that doesn't sound good, does it? Bjorkland, yeah, Bjorkland also was in the worst state of the victims and had clearly been st- stabbed even after her death. Oh. So she got it the worst, essentially. Do you, was she um, sexually molested? molested? It doesn't, doesn't say, say anything, mm. but you, from you the scene, so, with like, maybe, maybe guess. Unless it, it she just, unless she was it. just naked from the waist down because she was just in the tent in a scene bag with her husband, her mm. boyfriend, mm. which is mm. also plausible. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until 11 a.m. that the bodies would be discovered by a carpenter named Risto Siren. Immediately, Siren alerted the police, who arrived on the scene around noon. By then, the victims of the Lake Bowden murders had been dead for more than six hours. From the start, the crime scene was a confusing one. Rather than entering the tent and stabbing the teenagers from inside, it appeared that the assailant had attacked blindly from outside the tent. He or she had clearly used a knife to stab the victims, but their bodies also showed evidence of another weapon, uh, an un- unidentified blunt object. When I, with some of the videos I was reading said probably like a rock. Mm. But, well, um, you can imagine pretty yeah, easy to find a rocker on there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, furthermore, several strange items were missing from the scene, adding another layer of mystery t- to the crime. For example, the keys to the teenagers' motorcycles were gone, but the motorcycles themselves hadn't been taken. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. That's really weird. Gustafsson's shoes were also missing, though were later found roughly half a mile from the tent, along with parts of his clothing. Why would you just nick someone's boots and then like half an hour later be like, nah. Boots and shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna chuck them actually. Mm-hmm. Bit weird, isn't it? Mm. Souvenir. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, the papers would lambast the police for their shoddy handling of the case from this point on. The police reportedly failed to take official recordings of their findings and did not cordon off the area leaving it open to contamination. Shortly after the police left, curious onlookers and careless campers all but destroyed the murder scene. In an attempt to rectify their mistake, the police then enlisted the help of soldiers to search for the missing items. The site was instead further trampled on and most of the items were never found. So yeah, when they, you say items like the, the stuff that was missing, like the keys and stuff, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I I don't know if there was like more items mm. that I it didn't list in the in the website which I was reading from, but um, mm. yeah, basically they just did not do a good job. The police at all. Naughty five zero. Mm-hmm. So we'll move on to the suspects now mm. in the Lake Bowden murders. Blonde man. Mm, tall blonde man. Uh, the first suspect in the murders was Carl Valdemir Gjostrom known in the local community as Kiosk Man, because he owned and operated a nearby stall. Right. Uh, Gjallstrom's kiosk near Lake Bodum was frequented by campers. However, he was known for being hostile towards them, and mm. witnesses have claimed to have seen him cut down tents and throw rocks at hikers over the years. That's a bit mm. weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, some even claimed that they saw him leave the murder scene, but then claimed to have been too afraid to alert 
the authorities. Uh, Gjellstrom allegedly made several confessions in which he displayed knowledge of the crime, both drunkenly and sober, though they were all ignored by the police. What the hell? Mm -hmm. Really weird. Uh, nine years after the Lake Bodum murders, in a particularly haunting exchange, Gjellstrom told a friend of his, Borge, uh, no last name given, that he killed the teens, but Borge wouldn't believe him. When Gjellstrom asked what he should do if he were responsible, Borge said, you should drown yourself because you'll be spending the rest of your life in prison. A few hours later, Gjellstrom returned to Lake Bodum, where he committed suicide by drowning himself. Whoa. Rendering DNA evidence as requested by several authorities over the years impossible to gather. Which I didn't really understand about that bit. If he's dead, it should be easier to gather. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I thought. But apparently the, there was no way for them to gain any of this information, oh, okay. which I didn't really get. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't It's like they don't have bit. authority to take it or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Dead man. Maybe it's because they like didn't put... Uh, a suspect on him before. I got or a something. warrant for that spill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warrant for that The second suspect remained of interest until 2004. His name was Hans Assman. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> and he was rumoured to be a Don't former funny. KGB spy. Oh, there's always a KGB spy, is, isn't there? It eh? is, it is. Uh, uh, he was living very near to the shorts of to the shores of Lake Bodum. Bleeding ass man! Mm. Uh, over the years, ass man earned a reputation. <laughs> Kiosk man <laughs> and ass man. <laughs> I'm imagining ass man is just a giant ass with arms and legs. And I can only talk in farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they vaguely sound like words, but just like really farty. <laughs> I was going to attempt that then, but it's not possible. <laughs> yeah, it's quite. <laughs> Extremely advanced manipulation of the vocal cords mm. would be necessary. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, buttocks. so over the years, <laughs> <laughs> he earned a reputation as somewhat of a recluse, and mm. combined with the KGB rumours, consequently result resulted in him being suspected in several murders, though none of the accusations stuck. Mm. So I think by that, several murders outside of this murder too. Uh, but Hans Assman had gone into the Helsinki Surgical Hospital the day after the attack with fingernails black with dirt and his clothes covered in red stains. Hospital he committed buggery. Mm. 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 Hospital staff reported that Assman was nervous and aggressive, <laughs> but other than brief questioning, the police did not pursue Assman. A nervous and aggressive ass. <laughs> man. <laughs> part man, part ass. Very aggressive. <laughs> Slightly nervous. <laughs> So the police did not pursue Asman any further as they claimed that he had a solid alibi. It's like a really rubbish superhero, isn't it? The late Bowden murders. Asman's stained clothing was never investigated either. Nobody wants to check out those stains. Just like skidders. Really bad skidders. Yeah, so it was never investigated despite doctors insisting that it was actually blood. Assman also matched the description of the blonde man fleeing the scene mm, and cut his blonde. hair shortly after a oh, newspaper so article bold. detailing the case came out. Ah, mm. well that adds credence, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, if somebody was looking for me, because mm. I've got quite a distinctive yeah. facial look, I would probably bold. shave my beard yeah. and shave my hair, and mm. then just and then within like a week, I'd have like short hair. Yeah, like, but I'd be able to grow out a bit, you know? Dye mm. pink or something. Dye pink. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, um, I'm actually a, a punk. 
I'm my favourite band Slash transvestite yeah. <laughs> I'm a punk transvestite <laughs> Called Chloe <laughs> You sure about that partner? <laughs> if you ever come onto the show as that now I'm going to be looking at you like What has he done? Yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Watch out kids Chloe's coming for you one, two, Chloe's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, six, grab your crucifix. Seven, eight, better not stay up late. Sorry. Oh my god. Back right. to ass man. Then. Enough of Chloe. <laughs> then finally, the police made an arrest 44 years after the murders. In March of 2004, Niels Gustafsson, the sole survivor of the Lake Bowden murders, was arrested and brought to trial. Police claimed to have suspected Gustafsson all along and insisted that there was evidence to support their claims. I love that. Like, they really looked into all the other yeah. ones and then finally they didn't look him up or search him up, but then just years later, go, we, re- we knew it was you were. Oh, 44 yeah. years as well. The we audacity just, to come up with that. We were, just play- <laughs> we were playing an even more twisted game than you, mate. Yeah. 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 Taste your own medicine. Yeah. Uh, for one, police claimed that Gustafsson's shoes had been worn by the killer during the attack, evidenced by the fact that they were covered in the victim's blood, but not Gustafsson's. During the trial, That's the damning. persecution mm, spun damning. a story involving a fight between Gustafsson and Boisman, which culminated in the triple homicide. So don't forget, these are the shoes which, that were, which went missing and oh. were found like miles away. So well. it's almost like he went... And then was like, well, I don't know why he'd leave his shoes there actually no. if he did that. I was mm. going to say he probably went and then thought, oh, actually, I better go, I better go back, like cover, like you know, mm. cover my tracks. myself. Yeah, mm. yeah. And like, do you know what I mean? Because he, he obviously needed, because he had loads of injuries, didn't he? Mm. So that would have meant that he would have done all of that to himself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He had mm. a fractured jaw, brain leaks, coming, leakage coming mm. from his nose. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. all that. Well, this is this is what they're claiming. So the prosecution claimed that Gustafsson had gotten drunk and thus exiled from the tent. When Boisman uh, made an attempt to talk to him, a fight ensued that Boisman allegedly won, resulting in Gustafsson's fractured jaw and ah. broken facial bones. Angry oh, at the took fight, a proper beating then. Mm, mm. Angry at the fight, Gustafsson might have gone back to the tent and in a blind rage killed his girlfriend and two friends. Why would you kill your girlfriend? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Unless she was getting freaky. I've got beaten up, so I'm going to kill my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Unless so I'm she was like, somehow to do with the argument. Unless she took Gustafsson's side. Yeah. Mm. And then he was like, how dare you take his side? He's broke my face! He's broke my face and I'm going to kill you all! Yeah. Yeah. So then, like you were saying as well, Drew, they reckon that he inflicted the rest of the superficial stab wounds on himself. Uh, tried to hide Mate, you his gotta shoes. you got to be mental to do that. Though, yeah. Like, certainly, like, shanking yourself and that. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Tried to hide his shoes and staged the rest of the crime scene. The fact that the young bird watchers who originally found the site claimed to have seen a man leaving the area also backed up the prosecution's claims. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Gustafsson's defence, however, dismissed this story, claiming that if Boisman and Gustafsson truly had gotten in a fight, then Gustafsson would have been way too injured to viciously murder his friends, let alone walk I was more gonna than say, half a mile round. I was going to say, if you'd had a... Shoes. Yeah, I was going to say, if you had a broken jaw and like several other yeah. broken facial bones, that's quite mm. serious trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing he I can didn't think of, get all that from the fight, and he yeah, did it after. But that even so, I think that's even more mental, because to have the... How would you break your own jaw? 
Well, mm. yeah, or I could imagine maybe the jaw, because that's like a common thing when you get punched. Mm. But to, 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 to damage your face to the point of breaking bones in your head mm -hmm. is such a mental... Um, like extreme form of self damage. Mm. Surely there's other ways you could do it that which wouldn't like mess you up potentially for life. Brain juice coming mm -hmm. out your nose. Yeah, cerebral liquid coming like, from oh, your nose. Mate. That's the bit where I was like, surely, surely like you know, like break juice, man. break some of like your fingers and like your mm. I don't know, like shank your leg. Surely mm. that will do it. Mm. Just say you got off the lightest. Yeah, you know, like you wouldn't have to break your face. He's like, I want to make this if, believable. Yeah, if I had to, like, injure myself for some sort of alibi, the last thing I would do is, like, drop a boulder on my head. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I would do, like, lots of other things yeah. other than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, your head is, like, the most important part of your body, isn't it, really? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, the court clearly... <laughs> 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 After the old, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the court clearly thought the same as well, because ultimately, the defence won, and a year after he was arrested, Gustafsson was acquitted of all charges. To this day, however, the suspicion remains. No further suspect has been named, no further evidence has been found, and the Lake Bowden murders remain Finland's most horrifying and longest unsolved uh, crime. Okay. Mm. <laughs> So, we, uh, some more things which I, I saw, which I want to bring up. Well, one more thing, really, is the photograph. Uh, so, another mysterious element to the Lake Bowden murders comes from a peculiar fu funeral photograph. So, during his initial questioning, I reckon this was like way back when he was 18 still, uh, Niles Gustafsson was put under hypnosis and asked to retrace the events in as much detail as possible. Having recalled what his alleged attacker looked like, he then dictated the description to an artist who created a composite sketch of the man, which I believe we've got on the screen now as well. Let's get him on the screen. Mm -hmm. it's so, um, can people see this? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good, isn't it? So Look here we see Lake Bowden murders Finland's most notorious insult triple homicide. So this fella here. Mm -hmm. So that's the so that's the sketch on that photo. And then if you go on that one. that one, yeah, that is Hans Asman. Oh, so uh, he's got like the, the exact same wrinkles in the head. Yeah, it does yeah. look pretty similar, doesn't it? Do you have the photo of the funeral as well? It'd just be like a, a group of people. Oh wait a minute, look that, at that. That's a tent. Look oh, at that. That's horrible. Savage. That's really brutal, isn't it? It is brutal. Yeah, Very there's, bloody. there's the funeral photo on the left. Two two ones to the left there, like on the, on the left of the screen. Mm. Yeah, there. There yeah. Is that the funeral, is it? Yeah, so later, during one of the Bodum's victims' funeral, uh, someone took a picture that showed a man greatly resembling the composite. The identity of this mysterious man still remains unknown. Ass man. But some believe <laughs> the strange figure was Anne's ass man. Mm. Uh, but other sources yeah, stated that Assman didn't attend the funeral at all. But when you look at that photo of him, you know what? It does actually pretty much look like him. Yeah, the like the really the deep bones. eyes into the head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks very similar, doesn't it? I mean, lips. especially considering, obviously, like, witness um, testimonies, you know, that used for drawings and stuff. You, it's not like the people know them really well, so you can't expect it to be a perfect portrait, but mm. that's pretty damn similar, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And apparently he was he was saying as well, like, uh, Gustafsson at this time, like, even in hypnosis, he still couldn't, they still, like, couldn't get the, the details out of him because he just couldn't remember it at all, mm. like, even through hypnosis, so, yeah. Savage man. Pretty so crazy. these are the people that were killed: Nils, mm -hmm. Seppo, Tuliki, and Ermeli. 
Oh, such a shame, isn't it? Mm. Rest in peace, folks. Uh, so the aftermath of Lake Bodum. Now we'll go into. Uh, for over 50 years, parents have warned the children of Finland to be on their best behaviour. Otherwise, they too could fall victim to the phantom Lake Bowden murderer. That seems like a pretty brutal thing to tell your kids. Mm. No, I disagree. I think especially now I'm a parent as well. Like, you need certain things. You almost like... Obviously, you need to be careful. You don't want to, like, traumatise a child. Mm. But there's a reason why back in the day, like back in medieval times and stuff, people used to tell children tales of, like, monsters and, mm. you know, and grim tales, grim fairy tales and stuff. Because otherwise... Children will just go and do mental stuff. Air on right, a sense right. of caution. Do you know what I mean? Like, in, if mm. sometimes you need to bank on the idea that if you're not around to tell them not to go outside, they need a reason to not want to go outside. Say, mm. do you know what mm. I mean? Because it could be dangerous in the world. And let's face it, especially today or in medieval times, or like this is a good example. There are some people mm. in the world that might kidnap your child or something like that. And obviously, that is the most devastating thing possible as a parent. So you need to give your children a reason to do what you say and to stay in a safe place hmm. so although I agree that obviously it is seems brutal on the surface yeah, yeah, yeah. as I said there's a reason why throughout history we've told children horror you know grim tales and it's hmm. their tales of warning to basically say like, look the world is dangerous don't go outside there's animals that will eat you and yeah. there's people that could hurt you hmm. you know hmm. yeah uh, so yeah, he's literally become like somewhat of a boogeyman in Finland, uh, a supernatural figure who attacks unruly children from the shadows. Most people involved with the mysterious Lake Bowden murders have since passed on, taking what little knowledge of the incident that they have to their graves. Uh, the killer will most likely never face justice, and the question of who brutally murdered three teenagers 50 years ago will remain forever mm. unanswered. I think it was Ass Man. A mystery. Mm. Yeah, I reckon it's Ass Man as well. Mm. Damn from, you, Ass Man! From what about that Kiosk Man? What do you think of that? Uh, oh, oh no, was that... Was that no. They're two different people. Wh which one was... Kiosk the, was the, the first one. Mm. There was there was one that they said that he'd been known to cut down tents and he fitted the description. Man. That was Kiosk. Oh, okay. Man. He was the one that would get, get angry with but campers! Was it, but was it Ass Man that committed, committed suicide? No, that was Kiosk Man. Oh, so I think it was Kiosk Man. Yeah. I think it was Kiosk Man. It sounds dodgy. Yeah, because, um, you know, especially because he um, supposedly, um, what's the word when you when you uh, confessed uh, mm. the, to, to the killing, to that other guy, and then he said, how would, what would you do if you, if, oh, I'd drown myself because I'd have to, and then he went and drowned himself. Mm. Like, that show, like, is a bit like... That felt pretty damning when I, yeah. when I was like, reading that. Bit. Damning, yeah. Damning I evidence. found it quite, quite interesting with, with Ass Man as well, when he was, went into the, into the doctors the next day. Oh, and he had, when like, he was blood all blood, over yeah. him, and like, dirt and mm. stuff in his fingernails. That was a bit weird. Why the hell were the shoes... Yeah, half, you know, exactly. That's a bit weird. Yeah, strange. Who knows what an ass man will do? <laughs> Crazy. Mm. It's an eternal Crazy. mystery. One of the eternal mysteries passed down to children throughout the ages is what will an ass man do? Mm. Who I knows? Hope you never find out. Who knows what an ass man is capable of? <laughs> Who knows what a, a being that is half man, half ass is truly capable of? Mm. An old Scottish tale. An old Scottish <laughs> tale to children. <laughs> Beware of the ass man. <laughs> That's the real boogeyman out of this story. Mm -hmm. Part ass, part man. 100% terror. <laughs> <laughs> right, anything we want to add? Horrible story, that. 
Mm -hmm. Hope you never get stabbed. Hope you're always careful by the lakes. Be careful mm -hmm. by the lakes. Be careful when you go camping. Don't kill anyone, mm -hmm. people. Don't ever kill anyone. No kills. Unless they're trying to kill you. Yeah, and you literally need to to save your life or your loved one's life, in which case it's warranted. Mm -hmm. That's an in, extreme... in which case, kill away. <laughs> in which case, kill away. But that is an extremely rare and extreme circumstance. Mm. Yes. For all others, Don't be a kill. good boy. Mm. Or a good girl. Mm. Or a good dwarf. Or a good ash man. <laughs> 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 Should we leave it on that note? <laughs> yeah. Right, everyone. Have a great week. We're approaching Halloween, so mm. every day that passes us now, the veil grows thinner. <laughs> Although, by very definition, a veil is, of course, thin. Otherwise, it would be called a duvet. <laughs> so, um, as we approach Halloween, we get spookier and darker. I hope no creatures of the night come and visit you, unless it is um, an, an old loved relative. Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, we'll be back next Monday with another gruesome mystery. Um, and then the week after that. Halloween. Oh, no, no. Next week. Next, next week episode is Halloween. It's Halloween. Halloween. So you can, you know, enjoy Halloween with us. Extra mm -hmm. gruesome tale, which Drew will have to dig out. Oh the most my. gruesome tale. Oh. The most gruesome mankind. tale that Drew has ever told in his life. Oh dear. Who knows what his mind will conjure? <laughs> Few men know. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Farewell. Stay safe. Oh, well, randomly, just finishing on quite a nice little happy note, which is actually oh. a song that me and Drew recorded. This is an old um, folk song called Fifth Fath Song, which is about the seasons. Ah. Goodbye, everyone.
I come home again Then we shall follow as black tom cats And hunt thee through the fields and the vats And we shall go in our horn god's name I to fetch thee home again Then I shall go as an autumn hare With sorrow and sighing and miracle care And I will go in my lady's name I till I come home again Follow a swift greyhound And dog thy steps with our leaps and our bounds And we shall go in our horn god's name I to fetch thee home again Trout with sorrow and sighing and mickle doubt, and I will go in my lady's name. I till I come home again. Follow as otters swift And bind thou fast so thou can't shift And we shall go in our horn god's name I to fetch thee home again And I will go in my lady's name Till I come home again